Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Last week we were exploring just why and when our young people are deciding not to play sport anymore. With the participation numbers we learnt dropping to below 50% in some high schools. Uh, I mentioned that university sport didn't seem to be what it used to be. Um, I wasn't sure. Um, but thankfully listening to our conversation was uh, Sarah Anderson, who's the Executive Director of University and Tertiary Sport New Zealand. Uh, good morning, Sarah. Thanks very much for listening, and thanks very much for agreeing to be uh, on the show today to answer some questions. That's uh, University and Tertiary Sport New Zealand. Uh, how long has, has it been around for, and what are the goals of the organisation? Good morning, Ian. Uh, thanks for your invite to be on the show. Uh, certainly work closely with Mike from School Sport New Zealand, so did pick up on your question there around tertiary sport. Um, University and Tertiary Sport New Zealand uh, was first established in 2015, um, that following a period of time where there was no national entity leading um, effectively the competitive end of tertiary sport through national and international competition. So we've spent the last five years leading a return to quality competitive inter-tertiary sport um, through a different sort of model than the old uni games in East Tawney that um, many of us are a bit older remember. Um, and we're also about driving a renewed focus on the value of sport, both to the sports sector and the education sector. So student associations are, are no longer in, in control of sport at universities? No, and that was a um, key shift in this new era. And I think one of the benefits in that is it provides a really sound platform moving forward. Uh, student associations previously owned the entity and being students, they are a bit transient, so you only had a period of four to five years and they move on. So having a sustainable strategy and an independent board has allowed us to have a longer-term vision um, that we're working towards. So this entity is now funded by the universities themselves with backing from the vice-chancellors. I remember um, on one of those uh, in the bracket you talked about a little earlier there about being slightly old. I remember university sport being very, very strong in this country to the point where our New Zealand University's rugby team would take on touring sites uh, when they used to come here. That seems uh, a long way off at this point. Um, is it a fair comment that that's been pretty quiet over the last wee while in terms of, of participation, particularly profile participation? Yeah, I think it's not necessarily that the activity has been quiet. Um, we still have three very active university councils in the New Zealand University's rugby, rugby league and rowing. 
So those sports have been around for a long time. Their councils still lead uh, New Zealand selected team. And this year, um, really positive too, New Zealand University's Rugby Council for the first time announced a women's New Zealand University team um, who did play here nationally um, without the ability to travel overseas. I think probably what's happened is it's, um, there's such a focus on primary and secondary age sport and what's going on there. Often the tertiary space goes under the radar. Um, there's certainly a lot happening. Our universities um, are catering to a massive cohort of students from pay-to-play, um, social, inter-faculty, inter-hall, um, inter-tertiary events locally. Like up in Auckland, you have Battle of, the, um, Battle of AUT and University of Auckland. Um, so there's still a lot happening, but it's quite hard to get profile for this particular age group, and that's another key strategic area that we're working towards. Um, we are starting to make gains. Our badminton championship was um, aired on Sky Sport Next this year, so slowly but surely we are trying to raise that profile. Sarah, uh, one of the areas that has been of concern, um, particularly late secondary school, we're led to believe, and I'm talking about an age group here, not all kids go... I understand, to university. Um, but in terms of those that are, what are your people telling you about numbers uh, and and uh, not so much quality of participation but the willingness of, of, of kids to, to stay involved in sport and, and combine it with their tertiary stu- studies these days? Yeah, certainly we work similar to Mike mentioned uh, last week, the Active New Zealand Uh, survey data from Sport New Zealand, there is a sharp decline at 18 as they transition into uh, the tertiary environment. Um, It's not necessarily that they aren't participating. Um, I think there's a change in participation at that age as well from team sport. Um, Body image becomes more important, so there's quite a bit of Mm. individual participation um, away from the kind of team club structures that are quite paramount in the secondary school space. Um, so the activity levels do drop, but part of that, I think, the pause while they navigate a change of city, a change of peer group, they're away from mum and dad now, secondary school, everything's kind of there, ready. When they get to tertiary environments, they actually have to go and seek it out. So the students are actually saying they want it. They don't always know what it looks like in the tertiary environment. So again, that's part of our job about getting into year 13 and secondary school environments and showing them what tertiary sport looks like um, some of our promotional campaigns so I think the willingness is definitely there The core sports um, you know, uh, are often the ones that attract the attention, you know the rugby the football, uh, the netball etc you know those ones that get the coverage you're talking about on, on television as such, uh, there seems to be a bit of a drift away from, uh, from a couple of those in particular uh, 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 is that because there's a lot more options as well uh, and, and kids have found something a little bit trendier to do, a little bit less time-consuming? Uh, I think there's a little bit of both. Um, what you have to remember is the student population is very diverse. You will have the um, competitive students who have come through the sports system who are seeking out a high-quality, very competitive performance event. Um, if they haven't made the top regional team, this is another pathway for them to be seen by the NSO but then you have another group of students who a national tertiary event for example will be their pinnacle event, Um, so yeah it's it's looking for different options So 
what are the popular sports? Are they still the core sports, or, or what are you seeing a drift anywhere in particular? Yeah, the core sports are still popular, and I think that there's a, still a gap in the sports strategies and talent development approaches for the 18 to 24-year-old group. Um, NSOs are working really hard to have a look at that. Um, many haven't sort of dived into the tertiary space, and sometimes that's because they haven't had the time or um, resource and capacity to really understand the tertiary environment and what the needs are there. And that's where we see a real opportunity that embrace the four to five years where these kids are studying. Um, it's a unique environment. It's a unique chance to leverage by offering a product that's relevant and meaningful to them. So there's a couple of transition points, I guess, um, year 13 into tertiary and then also tertiary back out into their community and club programs. So what about the focus on health these days? Health is a massive issue. You know, there used to be, a, a, I guess, a little bit of a culture there of your, your university days being where you, you sort of got away from that aspect. It was, it was a study, of course, but it was party. It was follow the crowd sort of a thing. Uh, do you have an emphasis on the, the healthy, backing to the healthy aspect of participating while you're studying? Yes, absolutely. Um, well-being in our universities is not new. Um, they're very well versed in that space because for them, um, successful students um, rely on um, supportive environments and healthy, connected, engaged students. Um, so they do a lot around pastoral care and sport is a contributor um, to that positive experience. So we're looking at how um, sport can contribute to well-being and it's particularly important because we know that currently the 18 to 24-year-old age group in New Zealand is have some of the highest levels of anxiety that they have for a long time. So it is really important that sport is enjoyable. What's really promising is whether it's an on-campus um, inter-faculty or a national tertiary championship, when you actually ask the students what do they love the most about it, it all comes down to social connectedness and that is just coming through really strongly. They want to connect with others in a positive way. The sporting experience is just the vehicle to allow that to happen. We see rugby clubs in particular, uh, and I, I keep going back to rugby because it's probably the worst example of the lot, but they tend to target kids at secondary school age. Uh, they tend to uh, earmark them uh, and grab hold of them as soon as they leave uh, on the basis of getting them into their, their club programs or whatever. Uh, do you see that, that kind of pressure at university level to take them away from a university-type sport environment? No, I wouldn't say there's a pressure to move away from it. I think what probably where there's a gap is the connection of the university clubs back to the regional associations. So that's another area that we're looking to strengthen. Um, you'll always get the athlete who, if, if they're going to get more game time with another club out in the community than their own university one, they will shift around. Um, but I wouldn't say that, that there's a you know, direct sort of pressure on students to, to be in the community clubs. So in, in terms of your mission statement, uh, University and, and Tertiary Sport New Zealand, what, what's your mission statement? What, at the end of the day... Uh, how, how do you sum up, uh, say, a year in, in operation? What are, what are your goals? Um, our goals are more uh, tertiary students participating in sport at a national and international level. Um, so something we haven't talked about today either is we still um, send teams to the World University Games, so the likes of Athletics New Zealand, Rowing New Zealand. Um, 
Swimming New Zealand, that's an important pathway onto um, well, an experience prior to Commonwealth and Olympic because that event replicates. Um, but yes, our mission is more and sport contributing to wellbeing. Um, and important to remember too, we're actually looking at um, more and more not student participation, not just as an athlete on the court or the field, but also vocational pathways are really important. So our um, students are the future sports administrators of the sports sector. Mm. Um, so how can we get kids involved in sport through being a sports photographer, event manager, helping with commentary and live stream? And that's a really exciting area as well. So we're trying to increase the engagement through different opportunities that are relevant and meaningful across the board, both the sport and the education. New Zealand women's sport is going through a golden patch uh, through the Olympics uh, and other, um, other events as well, but particularly it's been highlighted of late. They're, they're very strong and they're doing very well. Uh, if you look at the split um, in university participation, tertiary participation in sport, is it 50-50? Is, I would imagine at one point it was quite heavily towards male, but has that changed? Um, it is looking at the Active New Zealand data again, which is our kind of go-to data. The split is pretty good, 50-50, yes, and certainly in our um, participation stats for our own uh, championship events, again, it's very 50-50 um, as well, which is promising. So uh, when kids are about to leave um, leave school and choose their next pathway, and hopefully it is, is to university, do you have any involvement late in secondary school to to advise, to draw them in any one direction or, or, you know, give them that kind of pathway opening? That's an area that we haven't, we have in our plan and we're excited. We're in a new strategic phase currently and launching into that next year. And one key goal that's coming through very clearly from both um, all our NSOs is they want to address that transition point. So we'll sit down with Mike Summerall from School Sport New Zealand and we want to look at what a campaign effectively does look like in the secondary school environment, particularly to those Year 13 students, so that they know what it looks like, they know where to go, who to contact, and that that's a smooth pathway when they move through. That's hugely important, uh, Sarah. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for coming on this morning and uh, making us a, a little better educated in, that, in what it's like in the area and the level you're dealing at. Uh, uh, thanks for listening to the show, and uh, we're all the better for it. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Ian.